Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, January 22nd, and we start with local news. With the freezing temperatures and the snow and ice accumulations from last week, many roads in Murray County are too dangerous for students, families, or buses due to these conditions. And to keep all students safe, there will be no school today, Monday, January 22nd. Monday's closure includes all Boys and Girls Club locations. However, the Wayne Street Boys and Girls Club location will be open. Athletic practices and after-school activities will be at the principal's discretion, with no penalties if students cannot attend. However, there will be no travel for athletics or games. Murray County Schools will make a decision as early as possible regarding Tuesday's school openings. Please be patient and have backup plans regarding child care. All surrounding county schools are closed today as well. All Murray County government offices will open today at 10 a.m. The Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee held their annual luncheon on Saturday in Columbia. Front Porch Radio's Delk Kennedy attended the meeting and spoke to Boys and Girls Club CEO Jenny Wright and this year's two Youth Leadership Award recipients. This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today's Saturday, a cold Saturday. I'm at the Memorial Building in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I've got three folks with me here that we're going to introduce in a minute. First of all, today at the luncheon, they named their Junior Youth of the Year and their Youth of the Year. And they are Sarah and Ty, and they're right here with me. First of all, I want to turn to Jenny Wright, who is the CEO of Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee. Sarah, tell us about Boys and Girls Club and Junior Youth of the Year and Youth of the Year. Yes, so Boys and Girls Clubs is nonprofit youth development, and so our mission is to enable all young people, especially those who need us most, to reach their full potential as productive, caring, responsible citizens. And our Junior Youth of the Year and Youth of the Year programs are our pre eminent character and leadership programs. We prepare kids to really think through what their leadership style is. They prepare essays, they go through interviews and deliver speeches, and at the end of the process, we name one organizational junior youth of the year and one organizational youth of the year. That's all amazing. Now, Sarah, Sarah is a fifth grader at Battle Creek Elementary. She is the junior youth of the year. Sarah, how does it feel to be Junior Youth of the Year. I'm really proud of myself, and I'm really excited. All right. Are you going to go for Youth of the Year? Maybe. It just depends. Got it. Okay. And I'm also speaking with Ty. He is a freshman at Giles County High School, plays football there. He is the Youth of the Year. Ty, how does it feel to be Youth of the Year? It feels good, and I love everyone who supported me, everyone who came to see me, and everyone who believed in me when I was working hard towards it. Tell me what Boys and Girls Club means to you. Um, It means having a place to go to become a better person and also a place to build personal skills and grow personal. All right. What a great luncheon it's been. Again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I've been speaking with Jenny Wright, CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee. Sarah, just named at this luncheon as the Junior Youth of the Year for Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee. And Ty, who is the Youth of the Year for Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee. Ty, congratulations one more time. Thank you. Sarah, congratulations. Thank you. 
Rutherford and Murray counties join seven other Middle Tennessee counties, ranking in the state's top ten for growth of wealth, a smart asset study shows. The study measured the increase in median income, investment income, and home value growth over the past 10 years in each of Tennessee's 95 counties to find the places where wealth has climbed the most, according to a press release. Williamson County topped the list with median home value increase of $503,604, median income increase of $26,713, and median investment increase of $24,000. Davidson, which includes the large county seat of Nashville, was runner-up, followed by Wilson County at third. Murray County slid into fourth place for growth and wealth, which also coincides with its ranking as the fastest-growing county in Tennessee, according to the 2020 U.S. Census. Sumner came in fifth, Rutherford sixth, Blunt seventh in East Tennessee County, and the only one outside of Middle Tennessee in the ranking. Marshall County came in eighth, Cheatham County ninth, and Dixon County tenth. The growth of median home values in Middle Tennessee does not surprise Scott Abernathy, the past president and remaining board member for the Middle Tennessee Association of Realtors in Murfreesboro. The more demand you have for real estate, the more expensive it's going to be, Abernathy said. Rutherford, another fast-growing county in the state, offers the most affordable housing among the donut counties that surround Nashville, said Abernathy, a Murfreesboro-based property manager serving owners of rental houses and tenants. Many people are moving to Rutherford and other Middle Tennessee counties to pursue careers, Abernathy said. It's the opportunities, Abernathy said. You have opportunity here to advance yourself with jobs. People also are moving to Rutherford, Murray, and other Middle Tennessee counties from high-tax states, Abernathy said. Murray County Mayor Sheila Budd said she was not surprised to learn her county ranked fourth in growth of wealth with a median home value increase of $240,000, median income increase of $21,017, and median investment income of $9,000. We understand that some people are fleeing some of the blue states, the high-income tax states, because of the high cost of living and high taxes said Mayor Butt, a Republican who ran an independent after former mayor and U.S. Representative Andy Ogles dropped out of the Republican-nominated spot, won her seat August of 2022. People are coming and paying cash for houses at higher prices. Mayor Butt said a family member gained equity in a house purchase in 2018 for $435,000. Now that house would be worth $600,000 to $625,000, Mayor Butt said. She recalled meeting people who had moved to Murray County while she campaigned during the first Friday events with music, dining, and shopping on Public Square in Columbia. About every tenth person moved from California, Illinois, or another blue state, she said. They love the charm of Murray County. They love the friendliness. They love so many things about this place, she said. Many of the people moving to Murray from high-tax states are buying much larger, beautiful homes with more property, she said. Or they can buy the same size house and pocket a lot of cash, she said. During her campaign for mayor and during her first term, Mayor Butt was has stayed consistent about advocating for more revenue in the county to pay for new schools and infrastructure, as almost 15,000 new homes are planned to be constructed over the next several years in Columbia. But still continues talking with state legislators and the county commission to come to a resolution other than raising property taxes. The two counties mirror much of the same needs. 
Rutherford's sixth ranking comes with increases of median home value of $226,300, median income of $17,584, and investment income of $8,000. The growth of wealth is influenced by more people wanting to move to Rutherford and needing more schools, roads, and other services that the county must fund said Mayor Joe Carr, a Republican who won his seat in August of 2022. I feel it's just another indicator of the growth that Rutherford County is experiencing that makes it necessary for Rutherford County to have the same authority to fund that growth that other counties and cities already have, Carr said. The Rutherford mayor crafted a resolution that the county commission adopted in December to tell state lawmakers that growth should pay for itself by allowing the local government to have the same authority on developing development taxes and impact fees that governments for Williamson, Wilson, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagleville possess. Carr wants the Tennessee General Assembly to, to, to permit Rutherford to have the same authority Williamson County has in enforcing impact fees and development taxes. The Williamson County Educational Impact Fee, enacted in 2016, generates about $30.8 million in the 2021-2022 fiscal budget year, according to 2023 report by the Tennessee Advisory Commission on Intergovernmental Relations. Rutherford County needs funds in particular to build schools for a district that typically adds more than 1,000 students annually. The county serves nearly 52,000 students at 50 schools and depends on 179 portable classrooms among overcrowded campuses. The Rutherford County Board of Education expects to spend $280 million in the next three years to open three new schools. Yesterday is when we need them, Sullivan said. The burden to pay for the new schools, roads, and other infrastructure has mostly been on the existing property taxpayers, Carr said. Carr wants to avoid another property tax increase like the nearly 16.2% hike he recommended to the Rutherford County Commission in his first year as mayor to eliminate a $64 million budget deficit he now contends came from paying for growth. Like Carr, Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt agrees that her county should have the authority that neighboring Williamson County has on impact fees for new development. Joe Carr and I are on the same page 100% said Mayor Butt, who previously served with him as a former Republican state representative in the Tennessee General Assembly. Murray has an adequate facilities tax of 50 cents per square foot on residential development and 30 cents on accessory buildings and commercial development, Butt said. Murray's taxes on development date back to winning state approval in 1991 and 2000. These growth taxes generated about $3.7 million in revenues in the 2021-2022 budget, according to the TACER report. Murray's adequate facilities taxes, however, are inadequate in providing sufficient revenue for growth, Mayor Butt said. These people are coming in, moving here, and they immediately need services, said Butt, who views her county's adequate facilities tax as being out of date. Like other counties in the state, there was a time we were begging for people to come to the county. Residents and leaders in rural West Tennessee counties near Blue Oval City, where Ford Automotive is building a factory to manufacture electric cars and batteries, will experience what Murray, Rutherford, and other Middle Tennessee counties are experiencing in relation to growth, Bud said. She said when those counties start growing, they might be left unprepared and unknowing that such impact fees could benefit them, benefit them in the future. Given Republican state lawmakers value local control rather than federal control, but wants to see the same stance pertaining to the fast-growing counties on growth taxes. 
Let us decide how we can pay for the need of services that go with that growth, Bud said. They are coming. We are putting it back on the property owners to pay for it, who have lived here their whole lives, she said. Murray Regional Medical Center has been granted a three-year term of reaccreditation by the Intersocietal Accreditation Commission on echocardiography in the areas of adult transthoracic and adult stress. An echocardiogram, sometimes called a cardiac ultrasound, is a test that evaluates the heart using ultrasound technology. Echocardiography is used to detect heart disease or signs of serious cardiovascular conditions. This reaccreditation is reflective of the commitment we have to providing outstanding heart care to our patients at Murray Regional Medical Center, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. High-quality, non-invasive imaging of heart structures and function is a vital tool in treating heart disease, and I'm proud of the life-saving work our team does every day, he said. The reaccreditation means Murray Regional Medical Center has undergone an intensive application and review process and is found to be compliant with the published standards, thus demonstrating a commitment to quality patient care in echocardiography. Comprised of a detailed self-evaluation followed by a thorough review by a panel of medical experts, the IAC accreditation process enables both the critical operational and technical components of the applicant facility to be assessed, including representative case studies and their corresponding final reports. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in the United States, followed closely by stroke as the fourth highest cause of death. Echocardiography is one of the several diagnostic tools available in the Heart Center at Murray Regional Medical Center, in addition to calcium CT scoring, cardiac catheterization, carotid ultrasound, electrocardiography, stress tests, and more. It's important to understand your risk factors for heart disease and discuss diagnostic testing with your physician. Learn more about heart services offered at Murray Regional Health at www.murrayregional.com forward slash heart. The Columbia Power and Water Systems Board of Directors is proud to announce that CPWS has once again been awarded the Government Finance Officers Association of the United States and Canada's Certificate of Achievement for Excellence in Financial Reporting. This marks 18 straight years that CPWS has earned this achievement. The Certificate of Achievement is the highest form of recognition in the area of governmental accounting and financial reporting, and its attainment represents a significant accomplishment by a government and its management. Ashley Maddox, our Chief Financial Officer, continues to demonstrate unwavering dedication, meticulous attention to detail, and a commitment to transparency that has set an exemplary standard in financial reporting, said Jonathan Harden, President and CEO of CPWS. The CPWS Board of Directors and I want to thank Ashley and each member of the Accounting Department for their hard work, expertise, and relentless pursuit of excellence. CPWS takes our commitment to taxpayers very seriously, and we are committed to upholding the highest standards of financial stewardship, he said. The report has been judged by an impartial panel to meet the high standards of the program, which includes demonstrating a constructive spirit of full disclosure to clearly communicate its financial story and motivate potential users and user groups to read the report. The most recent recognition was for its annual comprehensive financial report for the fiscal year ending June 30th of 2022. Columbia Power and Water Systems is a public utility owned by the residents of Columbia and Murray County, Tennessee. Based on the belief local ownership investment is good for any utility and community, CPWS's local direction and control puts their community's interests first above all else. 
Serving customers since 1939, Columbia Power and Water Systems operates under the Board of Public Utilities of the City of Columbia. For more about CPWS, visit www.cpws.com. The City of Columbia downtown parking garage will undergo renovations beginning January 29th. During the renovation period, which is expected to last about four months, the garage will be closed. The renovation project is a necessary undertaking to extend the structural integrity of the parking facility by more than a decade. Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder stated, I am looking forward to getting these parking garage improvements underway. While I will, it will cause some temporary inconveniences, it will provide long-term stability and longevity for the garage and is an example of a wise investment in existing downtown parking infrastructure. The free parking lot between the garage and the back of City Hall will become a permit-only parking zone that will be monitored by the city's parking enforcement officers Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. The lot will be for those who lease spots in the downtown parking garage, along with the Columbia Police Department. The lot will be available for public use after 4 p.m. on weekdays and all day on weekends. The three-hour parking around downtown will not be enforced during the renovation of the parking garage to help alleviate the temporary change in the parking situation. Along with public parking around downtown, there is also public parking available in the Murray County parking lot at the corner of East 7th Street and Woodland Street, near the downtown square. For questions regarding the parking garage renovations, please call 931-560-1510. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Court Young Corky White III, 73, a resident of Columbia, passed away Thursday, January 18th at his residence. Funeral services will be conducted on Tuesday, January 23rd at 2 p.m. at First Baptist Church. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday, January 23rd from 12 p.m. until the time of the service at First Baptist Church. Mrs. Linda June Coffey Briggs, 82, a resident of Columbia and retired secretary for Highland Church of Christ, passed away Friday, January 19th at NHC Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted on Saturday, January 27th at 10 a.m. at Highland Church of Christ. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Friday, January 26th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. George Allen Clanton, 92, a retired employee of Occidental Company and a resident of Columbia, died January 12th at Meadowbrook Nursing Home in Pulaski. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, January 27th at 11 a.m., followed by a memorial service at 11.30 at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important. But we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. 
At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 46 degrees. Winds will be out of the south-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect cloudy skies early, then often on rain showers overnight. The low will be about 37 degrees with winds out of the south-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain is 50%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Bank with First Farmers, and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality.
Hi, this is George Ross with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because he changed mine. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee emergency officials have identified six more deaths from the winter weather system that began moving through the state on January 14th. The Tennessee Department of Health has confirmed that 25 people from across the state died as a result of the storms, the Tennessee Emergency Management Agency said Saturday night. The department confirmed three additional deaths in Knox County and one each in Coffee, Marion, and Anderson counties. The agency did not identify the victims by name in its news release. Tima in the news release asked that people limit their time outdoors. Warming centers were open in several counties across the state. In Nashville, the city is operating a 24-hour cold weather shelter at 3230 Brick Church Pike when temperatures stay below 32 degrees. State officials ask that people limit their power consumption if they are able to as demand on the power grid has significantly increased during the cold weather. The power grid is still stable and only 300 outages were reported statewide by Saturday afternoon, Tima said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. 
Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. Reba McIntyre is slated to perform the national anthem for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. The Super Bowl will take place at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, February 11th, and will air on CBS. The performance will mark a full-circle moment for Reba, who was discovered 50 years ago at the 1974 National Finals Rodeo in Oklahoma when she sang the national anthem, launching her iconic career. I'm honored to be part of something as big and historic as the Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas for the first time, Reba said. 2024 marks 50 years since I was discovered singing the national anthem at the National Finals Rodeo, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate that anniversary, she said. Along with Reba, pregame talent for the Super Bowl includes Post Malone and Andra Day, with Usher performing at halftime. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.